your beauty business doesn't have to be overwhelming. It's all about mastering a few key strategies and systems to save you time. Welcome to Beauty Marketing Simplified, a podcast dedicated to helping you on your entrepreneurial journey. I'm your host, April Neese. I'm a permanent cosmetic artist that built my six-figure business while only working three days a week and raising twin toddlers. I'm here to tell you it is possible for you too. With a background in spa marketing, it's my mission to help women worldwide get more profits while pursuing their passion and purpose. Let's transform your beauty business for more income and less stress starting right now. Hello, everyone. I have a special guest I'm so excited to introduce you to today. It's John Terry, and you are in for a treat. It is all about leadership, Black Belt Leadership 101, which is his book. And it's all about being the best person you can be and having the best beauty business that you can have. By the way, Elevate Your Beauty Business will be opening soon, but we'll have more about that in just a moment. Let me read John's bio. John Terry III is a two-times martial arts Hall of Fame inductee. Man, that is impressive. He's an international speaker and trainer. He's a best-selling author to the book. Again, we've mentioned it before. It's Black Belt Leadership 101 and an expert in leadership, communication, sales, and team building. He's the founder and CEO of Black Belt Leadership, a coaching consulting company focused on training value-based, people-centric leaders who in turn will build highly motivated success-oriented performance teams. I love all of that. And also, you are certified in DISC human behavior. And really, I just love all of this. And your book stayed at the top of Amazon for three months. That is really awesome. Thank you. Yeah. Oh, so welcome, John. I'm so glad to be here. Yay, so good. So John, let's just jump into the book because There's so much goodness and we want to just pack it in in this short amount of time. Walk us through the black belt. Absolutely. Would love to do that. You know, growing up as a young kid, I moved from a big city to a small town. Dad wanted me to uh, get to know kids. And so we moved to a smaller city opportunity. I thought to be the, the little small town, somebody coming from a big city and a chance to get to be known by people. And I ended up becoming the target of every bully in school. So dad threw me into the martial arts and I thought that was great because I I was the only kid in the school. So I got special attention and what I thought was going to turn out to be something great turned out to be, well, maybe not so great. They put me with a 23 year old female that was going to be my training partner. Absolutely beautiful, but came from a very difficult relationship. Mm. And as a result of that, I got beat up by a girl every day. My dad beat up by a girl three days a week. But I learned from that, not only how to defend myself and have gone on now to make a, a profession out of pursuing the martial arts, but learn some very valuable leadership lessons that interestingly enough, no matter what martial art you study, these leadership principles that I teach are found in all of those. And if we break those down, April, really, there's what we call 10 essential character qualities of a black belt leader. The first is belief. Yeah. Learning to believe that there is a leader within you waiting to be discovered, developed, and deployed. And no matter what it is we do in life, if we don't believe that we are called to do that, we're not going to be successful because what we don't believe, we don't pursue. And if we don't believe in what our calling is, then there's no energy, there's no excitement, there's no drive to pursue it. Now, once we believe, if we go and we're doing an acrostic of the word black belt, so if guests are following along, the L is learn. 
once you believe that you've been called to do something to make a difference in some way, now you've got to learn everything you can about that particular topic so that you become the authority figure and the expert so that when people look to you, they look to you as the leader that you've been called to be because the leader has to go first. And so you can't lead people where you haven't gone and you can't teach people what you don't know. So learning, whether it's learning to be a good parent, whether it's learning to be a good employee, whether it's learning to have an opportunity to lead a successful organization, all that comes from becoming a lifelong student of learning. The A is accountability. And in any leadership obligation, first off, you have to be accountable to yourself, what it is that you believe and what you've been called to do, the leadership training that you're taking yourself through to learn to become a better version of yourself every day. You also have to be responsible to those who are teaching you to make sure that you are being a good steward of the content they've given you, but at the same time, also accountable to those that you're leading. Now, the the C is communication. And communication is important because if you can't properly iterate to individuals what you're doing, where you're going, and the calling that is on your life, very few people are going to follow you. If you can't give clear and concise instructions to the team that you're leading, they're going to be ineffective at best in helping you fulfill what it is you've been called to do. So communication becomes very important. And I love to say everybody communicates, but not everybody learns to connect on a personal level and to speak with someone in their own voice. And one of the things black belt leaders do is to learn to speak to people in their own voice. Now, now the K is kinetic uh, because leaders are people of action. Can't sit on your butt and be a leader. You've got to get up off the chair. You've got to walk out into the arena of life and you've got to lead. I like to describe that as you take people on a safari And you go to the jungles of Guatemala to go visit some of the Mayan temples. And when you're dropped off at your site by the bus, you hand all of your individuals that are with you machete and you point and you say, that way is the direction to where we're going. Have fun. (laughs) It doesn't work that way. The leader has to lead. They have to take action and be kinetic and go be out in front, which leads us to the next character trait that we have to develop, which is boldness. To be out front and to lead, you've got to be bold. You can't sit back and let somebody else lead and then you take credit for it. The leader goes first. The leader has to have those difficult conversations with people. The leader has to challenge the status quo to change things for the better. The leader has to disturb what is to create what could be that's better. And that, again, is part of that leadership journey. Oh, and it's so uncomfortable to do that, right? To change. Oh, it really is. It is. We're going to dive into more of this. I'm just, this is so good, but keep going with the whole and we'll go into more. So the E is equipping because part of the calling of a leader is to equip those they are leading so that they themselves can rise to the level of whatever is they've been called to do. You know, one of my mentors is John Maxwell and John says one is too small a number to achieve greatness. Mm -hmm. And if you want to achieve success in life and really significance, you've got to equip those you're leading because at some point they're going to take your place. April, you and I are not going to be here forever. And whoever we are looking at to take our place and to take the journey and continue it on have got to be equipped. They've got to learn what we've learned, and then they've got to have their own life experience to add to that. And if we do that effectively, they become an even better black belt leader in life. Now, after we've equipped them, there's a sense of loyalty that comes into play. Because as we look at where we've come in our journey up to this point, You've got to understand that the calling that's been put inside of you, there's a loyalty to that calling. It is a God-given thing that God's put within us that we've got to go live out in the earth. And as a result of that, we've got to be loyal to that. Now, at the same time, we've got to be loyal to our team members and make sure that our saying and our doing are congruent. One of the worst areas that we see in leadership is a leader that says, go, 
and then the leader never goes. Or a leader says, do this, and he or she never does that. Leaders lead by example. And that builds loyalty because those that are following say that individual is willing to get in the trenches with me. They're willing to get dirty with me. They're willing to fight the same fight I'm fighting because at the end of the day, we're all trying to make life better for the individuals that we are seeking to work with and to create a better outcome for their lives. And before you finish up with the tea and and the grand finale, I just wanted to touch on that because... I just heard Elon Musk was speaking uh, Clubhouse and the new app, and he was saying that he actually still sleeps on the factory floor so that his workers know that he's there with them in the trenches. So he'll stay there working hard. He he wants them to see that he is there with them. And I mean, he's a billionaire, you know, I mean, one of the richest men in the world, and he still does these things to show that he is right there with them. So I love that. Carry on. to. Oh, exactly. Yeah. The leader should be the first one to get there and the last one to leave at the end of the day and doing everything that's necessary, whether it's cleaning toilets or taking out the trash or equipping team members, whatever it is, that's an important part of the loyalty. Now, if we've done all the character traits up to this point and we've begun to embody those in our lives, two things take place. Number one is transformation. So now we've created the black belt. Now we've gotten to the T. Transformation takes place daily in the lives of the leader. Because every day a black belt leader is focused on one thing, and that's becoming a better version of themselves. The individual I had an opportunity to talk with a few years ago and met, and we've stayed connected over the last several years, is a success coach and an entrepreneur. The first company he was starting when I met him grossed a million dollars in revenue mm-hmm. in the first year. The last company he started about a year ago just grossed $10 million in revenue in their first year. And when I had an opportunity to say, tell me what you're thinking about right now and tell me what you're working on. He said, John, I'm working on transformation. I'm working on my thinking and I'm working on what's next. And I said, why? He said, what got me to where I am today won't keep me here. But more importantly, it won't get me to where I want to go tomorrow. So daily, I have to learn. I have to grow. I have to become a better version of myself Otherwise, I fail myself, I fail my team, and I fail those who are waiting on me to make a difference in their lives. Wow. Now, that's the black belt. Now, the very last character trait, April, is one that you don't see written in the word black belt, but it's what happens at the end of the transformation process, and it's called Mushin. Now, Mushin is a Japanese term that literally means no mind. And what happens in that state is as we begin to transform, as leadership becomes a part of who we are and what we do, we begin to internalize it. And whether it's makeup and the amazing things that you do, or it's sewing, which my wife does, or it's speaking, which I have friends that do, or martial arts, which a lot of my friends do, all of a sudden, as we begin to train over time, you no longer have to stop and think, well, what would a leader say? Because it becomes automatic. It becomes a part of who you are. Well, what would a leader do in this scenario? I don't have to think. I automatically know because that has become a part of who I am. You know, Bruce Lee, in in one of the famous videos, if you go watch it on YouTube, it's an interview where Bruce Lee talks about the fact that he says, if you take water and you pour it in a cup, it doesn't have to think. It becomes the cup. Mm. If you pour water in a pitcher, it becomes the pitcher. The same thing is true in Mushin in our lives. When we find our calling and we walk through those character qualities of learning to lead ourselves well and make good choices, there comes a point in our lives when we embrace that 
And that is no longer what we do, what we think, what we study. That is who we are. And when we begin to live that out, all of a sudden we move from having a successful life to a life of significance that allows us to create a legacy that lives on for decades beyond ourselves because we have empowered a generation to also do what we've learned to do, to make good choices, to become a better version of ourselves, and to make a positive difference in the world around us. That's Black Belt Leadership. Oh, that was on fire. So awesome. So good. Be like the water. So good. And you you have six children, right? I heard that you have six children. Six children, three boys, three girls. Yes, ma'am. Yeah. And so you have, I'm sure, created some and molded some amazing leaders. So let's break down a few of the beginning, you know, the word black, because the kinetic, the taking action, I mean, there's so many things, the belief, like I know it's like picking children. You can't pick a favorite. (laughs) But is there one trait that you would say is a stronger one that they should focus on? You know, for me, it's really foundational. After you believe in who you are, what you've been called to do, you've got to become a lifelong student of learning. Leaders develop daily, not in a day, John Maxwell says. And I've I've heard John tell me that over and over again in the time that I've had opportunity to spend with him. And I agree with that. You know, Ray Kroc, who was the famous individual behind the McDonald's franchise, the McDonald brothers tried unsuccessfully to franchise their business. And a milkshake salesman by the name of Ray Kroc says, if you'll trust me, I'll make you guys a household name. Well, I've traveled the world and I can always find the golden arches and I always know what's there. I mean, it may not be the best food for you, but if you're in a foreign country and you haven't had American food in a while, it's great. I promise you that. But one of the things Ray Kroc said that speaks to this learning and why it's so important is this. He said, as long as you're green, you're growing. But once you're ripe, you start to rot. Mm. Now, think about that. A tomato growing up, you watch this tomato as a little small plant and then it grows and it gets bigger and then it begins to turn red. And once it turns red, it stops receiving nutrients from the ground, at which point it has to be picked and eaten or it falls to the ground and it rots. Now, how many individuals have started down whatever it is that they've been called to do, leading in what area of life they've been called to lead in? Again, whether it's a homemaker, whether it's a business owner, whether it's a college student, whether it's somebody that's teaching students, whatever it may be, we're leading in some area in our lives. But the minute we stop growing, the minute we stop learning, we start to become a rotten leader. And we've got way too many rotten leaders in the world today. We don't need another rotten leader. And people are tired of following rotten leaders. They're looking for true, authentic, genuine, values-based, people-centric leaders that serve as they want to be served, that make a difference because that's what they're called to do. They get their ego out of the way and they become selfless because that's what true leadership is all about, giving of yourself. But it requires that you learn daily. Mm -hmm. Now, I can't in one day become this amazing leader. Every single day, I get a little bit better at what I do. And so every morning when I get up, I have a man in the mirror moment when I look in the mirror and say, okay, John, what did you learn yesterday? What did you fail at yesterday? What were the lessons learned and how do I apply them? And now how do I do today to become better than yesterday? And then at the end of the night, when I come in and I'm brushing my teeth, I'm getting ready for bed. I got to have that man in the mirror look again and say, okay, how did you do today? Did you become a better version of yourself? If so, where? What did you learn? And what can you apply tomorrow? And if we do that every day over a period of time, 
every one of those character qualities we talked about come into play in our lives. Yeah. And is that one of your daily rituals that you do? Oh, it is. Yeah. This, this man in the mirror moment is, is a big deal. You know, one of the things I learned early on from my dad was the value of bookending your day, starting the day with reading, starting the day with reflection and starting the day with prioritizing your day. Mm. And I do that for 30, 45 minutes every day. And then at the end of my day, I have, again, that reflective moment where I look back on what were my successes? What were my failures? What did I learn from both? How can I apply those? And then before I go back to bed, I start thinking into what are the most important, three most important things I've got to do tomorrow. And I set that expectation in my mind before I go to sleep so that even as I'm resting my body, my subconscious mind is still processing and thinking into creative ways to accomplish those tasks. I love that. I love that so much. I know you you start with the B and that's belief, which is huge. And I see that so many times with my students, you know, they have successful beauty businesses, but they can't go to the next level. And part of it is the the belief, you know, that you're like, who am I to have all this or who am I? So I know that that is huge because I always say I can teach you all of the marketing tactics and strategies, but if you don't believe, you know, you won't apply it. And Let's go to the L and the A. Okay. Let me say something there on the belief before we move on to the others. Yeah. So when we think about mindset, we all have a lid that we hit in our business. And the only way to change that lid is to challenge the status quo. And those that are watching us today need to remember that their thoughts shape their beliefs. Their beliefs shape their behaviors. Their behaviors become their habits and their habits become the results of their lives. So the only way they're going to improve their situation beyond that lid is to up-level their thinking. And that comes from that learning that we just talked about. Now, that accountability is also important in that respect to ourselves. Yes, that one's Because every morning when I get up, when I have that look in the mirror, I've got to say, did I read this morning? Did I have my reflective time this morning? Did I have my day mapped out? So those three important things are going to get done. And then at the end of the day, I've got to go back and do that very same thing. I've got to have that man in the mirror look and I've got to be honest with myself. Now I can blame people. I mean, it's easy to pass the blame onto somebody else rather than look in the mirror and say, I am responsible. But at the end of the day, a leader understands that he or she is responsible for their results. The buck stops here. If we remember the little sign that was on President Truman's desk, (laughs) and that's the same for a leader with accountability, even though you have to be accountable to everybody else, the first accountability starts here. Yeah. Belief is definitely challenging. I feel like my audience really has the learning down. Like we are, you know, always striving to one of the things about permanent makeup is you have to keep, it's a craft. It's an art that you have to do. Yeah. I feel accountability might be one of the weaker things of, you know, we all have to-do lists. And and a lot of my audience, you know, they're they're moms, they're running, they're solo entrepreneurs, they have a lot on their plate. So they put things on their list, but they don't always get it done. Are there some tips that you can have for that? Absolutely. Yeah. You know, one of the things I learned early on was the Warren Buffett strategy of prioritizing your day. And I thought it was brilliant. And I'll share it with your audience because it's very simple. Warren Buffett gives to his success what he calls the rule of three. And so what Warren Buffett does is he will take a sheet of paper every morning and he draw a line down the middle, creating two columns. 
on the left-hand side, he will make a list of everything that needs to be done that day. The big things, the middle-sized things, and the small things. Everything that needs to get done goes on that list. And then he challenges himself to look at that entire list and to move three things. The three most important things that if nothing else gets done, those three things move to the right-hand side of the column. And then he tears the sheet of paper in half. He keeps the right-hand column and he throws the rest away because we can't do everything at once, but we can do three things every day. And if we focus on getting three things done and being accountable to ourselves, to the process and to ultimately the people that it's going to serve, now we have an opportunity to grow in that accountability with each other. Yeah, I love that. I do that. I didn't even know I was following in Warren Buffett's footsteps. <laughs> so good. Okay, so then we had the C and the K. C is communication. The K is Oh, yes. Yeah. That's right. Yes. Communication, huge. Are, are, is there another one that you want to touch on before we touch on those two? I don't know if they have to go in order. Do, do they stack on each other, really? They follow each other in terms of what they do and, and how they function. So when you think about communication, communication is the ability to share an idea with someone, either someone you're leading or a peer or giving explanation to someone who you're following so that that idea is understood as you understand it by the other person. Now, that's a challenge because we all speak different languages in the way that our brain processes information. That's why programs like DISC are so important. Programs like Real Life Management, some of the other tools that are out there, learning how individuals speak and how they think. My daughter, who's 21, learned this years ago when we were teaching martial arts. I took her to a behavioral intelligence course that I was going through and was helping to teach. And at the end of the day, we come back to my school and my daughter, who's 13 at the time, is looking. She says, Dad, your instructors are teaching class wrong. And I said, what do you mean they're teaching wrong? She says, well, Mr. Kyle is working with Billy and he's giving Billy too much information. Billy needs a one, two, three, and that's all he needs. He can't process more. So I mean, I'm amazed that, that my daughter picks this up. And as she watched, she was able to uncover in just one day of understanding behavioral intelligence, how people want to learn to be taught, how they want to learn to receive information. Emotional intelligence is another huge area in understanding the emotions that are involved in communication. And we can communicate things in the words we say, but nonverbal is 70 to 80% of our communication. And learning to control our emotions so that they don't overwhelm us can be a significant area in making sure we're understood and not giving off a vibe to our followers that we're afraid, we're anxious, we're angry, we're frustrated. And learning to manage those emotions is also an integral part of communicating. Yeah, that's so good. I read a book. Someone gave me the book when I was in college. It was Deborah Tanner's book. He said, she said, and, but it's actually men are from Mars. Women, women are from Venus. It was based on her research. Her research is all about, she's a linguistics. And so she studied how men and women communicate. And then I can't think of the guy, John, I can't think of his name that wrote the men are from Mars, but it's all based on her studies. And it's really interesting how we process information, how we communicate different. And I just love it, really understanding how people take that in. That's a heavy order to fill, really. Yeah, it really is. And, you know, I use communication a lot in my training because if we can teach people how to communicate effectively, they're more effective at sales. They're more effective in their relationships. They're more effective in how they manage their money. They're more effective in their health and wellness. 
because that communicating just flows through so many different areas that we don't realize. It's such yes. a powerful component to learning to lead ourselves well. Yes. All awesome. Right. Was there a part that I want to really hone in on? I think we, we when we talked before, we were going to also talk about the K, I believe, too. I mean, yes. this is so good, but I, <laughs> I yeah. want to be mindful of your time as well. Sure. Yeah. You know, well, I'm sitting at home today. I can't get out. So oh. I, I go as long as we need to. But oh, we got you all day. As well. <laughs> yeah. You know, the kinetic part is important because yes. leaders have to be people of action. Yes. You can have the greatest ideas in the world, but if you never act on those ideas, nothing ever comes to fruition. You know, I remember my grandfather as a young boy took me to a, to a graveyard and he pointed in this graveyard and he says, I want you to look closely and tell me what you see. And all I saw were just the tombstones. And he said, no, he says, this is the wealthiest place in town. And I looked around at this piece of dirt and I'm like, well, <laughs> what makes this piece of dirt so much more valuable than other pieces of land in other parts of the town where they're building these million dollar houses? And he said, in this hallowed ground lies the hopes, the dreams, the inspiration, the innovation, the creativity and all of the other resources that could have made a difference in the lives of people that were yet brought to life. Mm -hmm. And they died with their creator because the creator never acted on those things. How many of us have a song within us that could be a, you know, billboard top 40, but we don't want to go write the song. How many of us have a message that we can go speak that would change the world, but we don't go speak our message. How many of us have an idea that could innovate and change an industry, and yet we never act on that idea to bring it to fruition? If we are not kinetic, we not only rob ourselves of the opportunity to see fulfillment, we steal the opportunity for others to be impacted in a meaningful way by that vision and that purpose inside of us that is not yet fulfilled. You are speaking my love language. That is so, so good. Yes. And you know, it's funny. I, I remember this when you said that. It reminded me of this quote that I had heard from Michael Jackson. You know, I think most would, you know, whether you liked him or not, you would say that he was brilliant in the songs that he created. And He was. And he said one time in an interview that he believed that, you know, God gave him these ideas. And if he didn't act on them, that God would give those ideas to Prince. <laughs> he literally said that and he said so he took action on those sure. ideas. and and I think you know it's so how many times do you think like oh you know ideas are so abundant but it's the action that makes the difference you're exactly right yeah yeah and so so since it's the action what are some ways that we can put this into action because all of this is so juicy other than we got to buy your book guys you have to buy this book it's so good the book again is it's Black Belt Leadership 101. And John has trained how many black belts again? I have six black belts in six different systems. Yeah. Six black belts. He's mastered six different systems, trained all over the world, speaking to leaders all over the world. And this book is amazing. You're going to be loving it. So what are some things that we can, you know, we, we're inspired now. I think everybody, you know, everybody's saying, you know, where the mind goes, the body will follow. We're excited. What are some action steps that we can take? Sure. You know, it goes back to what we talked about earlier with accountability and creating that action list. If you think about what we're doing with accountability, we're making that list of those three important things every day. That's our action list. 
That's our to-do list of things that have to get done. That's why accountability is so important and having an accountability that if you are going to take action on something, who's going to be the person that pokes you and says, April, you got to get going. April, is that done yet? April, have you finished that project yet? That's so important because now you feel an obligation that I'm going to let that person down if I don't. And that's why the sharing of ideas and bringing your team in and saying, this is what we're going to do is important because your team can also hold you accountable just as you're holding your team accountable. So for me, action starts with a thought. I write that thought down and then I look at to see where does that thought fit in scheme of what I'm working on right now. And so I begin to prioritize those. And then once I prioritize those, then I do two things. I sit down and I say, okay, what is this strategy, the overall strategy to make this particular thought, this idea become a reality? And then I go down below that and I create at least three tactics, three practical steps that I can implement in order to bring that to life. And if we do those simple things every day, now we've got an opportunity to begin to see what's in here come out and make a difference in the world. Yeah. Do you, I like to reverse engineer things. I like to say, okay, if this is my goal, what needs to happen right before that? Yeah. What needs to happen right before that? And kind yep. of break it down that way. And I know for myself, I also have a business coach and it makes a difference when you're paying someone and you have to be accountable because so, you don't want to waste the money, you know, and there's somebody that there's a deadline. You said you were going to do it. You know, you have to do it because when it's just on my calendar and it's, I haven't said it to somebody else, I'll say, Oh, I'll push that. No, I'll just move that a little bit. I'll push that out right to where there's a deadline. There's a deadline and has to get done. Yeah. Well, think about in your business, you set appointments with your clients that are coming in to see you to have makeup applied. So now you've got accountability to them. But at the same time, you've created a deadline. And I love the concept of what you're talking about in working backwards, because that's the way I like to do things, too. When I sit there and I look at this is what I want to accomplish. That's my goal. Now, if I want to accomplish my goal, what needs to happen over the next 30 days? What needs to happen inside that 30 days over the next week? What needs to happen every day so that every week I'm creating those goals? There's a powerful book out called The 12 Week Year. And it talks about how that we waste a lot of time in our lives. And if we learn to do this reverse engineer thinking into the 12-week year, we can become much more high performance by really zeroing in on what do I need to do over the next 12 months? Now, what do I need to do each quarter to accomplish that? Now, inside of that quarter, what do I need to do each month? Inside of each month, what do I need to do each day? And then in each day, what do I need to have accomplished in those hour-long segments of my workday to make things happen? When we do that, we discover there's a lot of wasted time in our lives. There's a lot of things that we do that are fillers, and we can be busy but not be productive. Putting something down in writing and having those metrics requires that we have to be accountable to the process and accountable to the results. And now it lets us take those excuses of busy off the table. Because now we've got to be accountable to get it done. Yes, so good. Yeah, I can't remember who said it, but somebody said we overestimate what we can do in a day, but underestimate what we can do in a month, right? Or in a year. Yeah, we overestimate the importance of the event. Then we underestimate the process of what it takes to get to that event. Yeah. 
Yeah. And when you look at leaders, and, and I'm sure you work with such a variety of leaders, is there one common theme that you see? Is, is there one thing that you're like, wow, this is what we're missing the most? Or is it just all kind of random? You know, when I look at the leaders that are leading today and the ones that are the most successful, these are the leaders that are values-based. They have non-negotiables in their life that they understand, I am not going to compromise my integrity in these areas. And they have firmly established that and they live those out on a daily basis. Secondly, they are people-centric. They understand that we live in relationship with other people and that everything we do as a leader, everything we say, everything we do, every action we take, not only impacts our lives, but the lives of others. And so every thought that they think and every action they take goes into what is best for the people I'm leading, as well as the result that we're trying to accomplish together. And then the third thing I see in these most powerful, effective leaders is they are servant leaders. They've reversed the pyramid where they don't see themselves on top and everybody underneath serving them. They see themselves at the bottom of the pyramid and they're serving their team adding value to their team in such a way that their team feels equipped and empowered to make a difference. The most successful leaders help their team members become leaders in their own right. Because if you can create an army of leaders and you are leading an army of leaders, what you can do is unstoppable. There is no limit to what you can accomplish if you continue to grow and you grow your team. Yeah. And do you think that that is some, obviously a lot of those things can be taught and we can learn those things, but some of those things, they almost, I don't want to say are born with, they have to be kind of raised that way. It's it's like, I don't think you can develop values overnight. You know what I mean? Right. Well, our values are instilled in us initially by our parents and right. by those that raised us in those formative years. So that is formation. Okay. Yes. Our thoughts were formed by the people that raised us. But transformation, again, going back to black belt leadership, transformation Ooh, yes. is when we begin to change our thinking. You know, I think of the story that I heard a pastor friend of mine share from the pulpit one time, and he talked about the fact that every Easter, when his wife would make the Easter ham, she'd cut the end of the ham off. And he would say, honey, why do you do that? She says, well, that's the way my mom always did it. So they went and asked mom, why do you cut the end off the ham? Well, that's the way grandma always did it. So they asked grandma, why did you cut the end off the ham? Well, that's the way great grandma always did it. <laughs> so they go visit great grandma in the nursing home. And they said, why did you cut the end off the ham? She says, well, hon, when we were growing up, the little oven we have is so small, it wouldn't all fit. We cut the ham in half. We baked half of it at a time. And so we continue these thoughts of what is right and what we believe to be true. But as we grow, as we begin to mature as a leader, all of a sudden, we realize that some of the things we've embraced as value, some of the things we've embraced as truth may not necessarily be truth. We used to believe the world was flat. And then when people said the world is round, they were ridiculed. They were humiliated. We used to say that leaders are these bossy, arrogant, chauvinistic people that just you know uh, bark from the top down and everybody runs and does what the leader says. That model of leadership doesn't work. And we've evolved and we've learned. But in whatever business it is, we all have biases and we've all learned traditional ways of doing things. But just like a few years ago, who would have thought permanent makeup? Who does permanent makeup? You know, you put your makeup on, you wash it off at the end of the day, you put it on the next day, you wash it off. Sometimes it looks good. Sometimes it doesn't. Again, somebody had to be innovative. Somebody had to think outside the box. Somebody had to challenge the status quo to change things for the better. We can do that 
And that's the process of transformation. Again, becoming a better version of ourselves. Yes. So, so good. So let everybody know where they can find you, the book, sure. good information. Absolutely. Yep. You can find me. Easiest way to find me is beablackbeltleader.com. Connect to my LinkedIn, my Facebook. I offer a free leadership blog every week. If they want to access the 10 character traits, there's a download PDF where they can put those on the wall and think into those every day. All those resources at beablackbeltleader.com. They can also order the book from there. Great. And we will put that in the show notes. This was so awesome. I mean, everybody is raving. We love you. I mean, I loved you the first time that we got to talk at the virtual conference. You just such a man of integrity and everything that you said, you know, that I would hear you talk about just words of wisdom. So, so good. Any final thoughts that you would leave us with? I mean, there's so we could be here for, for, I mean, this is why guys, you have to get the book. You have to get the book. I also binged, listened to some podcasts that John was on and always just so much other podcasts and so much wisdom. The book is sold on Amazon. Is the book available on Audible? Not yet. Now that is coming. Yeah. We do have a digital masterclass that we teach the book that was just released in February, but is not yet on Audible. So that's coming. Yes. It is on Kindle or paperback. Yep. Okay, good. All right, great. And Amazon too, right? You said you can... Yeah, it is on Amazon. That's correct. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, good. So, all right. Awesome. So what were the... Any final words of wisdom that you would leave the audience with? Sure. I'll leave you with one thought. Everybody is leading somebody somewhere right now. The Mm. challenge of how well we do that is a question of how well we lead ourselves. So if everybody's leading somebody somewhere right now, why just be a leader when you can be a black belt leader? Oh, that's so good. And I also just have you tell that little story about if you're not leading, you're just taking a long walk. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, that's yeah. John Maxwell, I heard John say that about four years ago and I wrote it down. I thought it was great. He says, (laughs) if you think you're leading and no one's following, you're only taking a walk. I love that. It's so good. It's so good. Thank you, everyone, for tuning in. Definitely pick up the book. Again, check out the notes to find out more information where you can find John and his leadership courses everywhere. And so, again, I just thank you for your time and all of your wisdom. So, so fantastic. April, thank you so much for the invitation. This has been a pleasure, and I really appreciated the chance to share with your listeners. Yeah, my pleasure. All right, bye, everyone. Take care. It's good to see you guys. Thank you for listening to another episode of the Beauty Marketing Simplified podcast. And if you enjoyed today's episode, we would love to hear from you. Make sure you subscribe, download, and also leave us a review. Let us know any topics that you would like to hear about and also definitely refer it to a friend. Thank you again for joining us. I'm signing off. This is April with Grit and Grace, hugs and high fives. See you next week.